Welcome to the About Seth podcast, where we're talking all things Seth Godin. Welcome to part six of eight of my breakdown and uh, and summary of my favorite bits of Tribes by Seth Godin, subtitled, We Need You to Lead Us. Tribes is a book about the new world of small, connected, motivated groups that want to work together to create a movement. There are tribes everywhere, and they're all looking for leadership. You are a leader. We need you. Leaders are generous. In today's supercharged environment, it's easy to believe that in order to lead, you need to be an egomaniac, a driven superstar, intent on self-glorification and aggrandizement. In fact, the opposite is nearly always the case. Leaders who set out to give are more productive than leaders who seek to get. Tribes can sniff out a leader who is just trying to look out for themselves. The best leaders are the ones who derive their satisfaction not from the status or monetary benefits they receive themselves, but from watching the tribe thrive. As the ability to lead a tribe becomes open to more people, those who take that opportunity and those who succeed the most are doing it because of what they can do for the tribe, not because of what the tribe can do for them. Who settles? Settling is no fun. It's a malignant habit, a slippery slope that takes you to mediocrity. Managers settle. They have too many competing priorities. They're stuck. They compromise to keep things quiet. They battle bureaucracy every day, and they have no choice. Heretics don't settle. They aren't good at it. The art of leadership is understanding what you can't compromise on. Fear, faith, and religion. People who challenge and then change the status quo do something that's quite difficult. They overcome the resistance of people they trust, people they work for, people in their community. Every step along the way, it's far easier to stop and accept the thanks for finally giving up than it is to persist and risk the humiliation of failure. Faith is what you do. When you lead without compensation... When you sacrifice without guarantees, when you take risks because you believe, then you are demonstrating your faith in the tribe and its mission. Of course, it's difficult, but leaders will tell you that it's worth it. The easiest thing. The easiest thing is to react. The second easiest thing is to respond. But the hardest thing is to initiate Reacting is intuitive and instinctive and usually dangerous. Responding is a much better alternative. You take in external stimuli and respond with thoughtful action. But both of those are nothing compared to initiative. Initiating is really, truly difficult, and that's what leaders do. They see something others are ignoring and jump on it. They cause the events that others react to. They make change. Take the follow. The merits of leadership are so ingrained that it's natural to say, I'll take the lead. Sometimes, though, it may make more sense to take the follow. Leading when you don't know where to go, when you don't have the commitment or the passion, or worst of all, when you can't overcome your fear, that sort of leading is worse than none at all. It takes guts to acknowledge that perhaps... 
This time, right now, you can't lead. So get out of the way and follow instead. And to the final section to wrap up part six is possibly the most important of the whole book, sheepwalking. Seth defines sheepwalking as the outcome of hiring people who have been raised to be obedient and giving them brain-dead jobs and enough fear to keep them in line. You've surely encountered someone who is sheepwalking. You might be sheepwalking yourself. It's ironic, but not surprising, that in our age of reliance on new ideas, rapid change and innovation, sheepwalking is actually on the rise. Companies have mechanized almost everything they can mechanize, so they're in a race to the bottom to find the cheapest labor possible. And the cheapest labor are those that have already been trained to be sheep-like. Training a student to be a sheep is a lot easier than the alternative. So teachers teach to the test, they force compliance and use fear as a motivator to ensure appropriate behavior. Even in college or university, the stakes are higher, so we fall back to what we were trained, and that's to be a sheep. Many organizations go out of their way to hire people people who can color inside the lines, who demonstrate consistency and compliance. And then these organizations give these people jobs where they are managed via fear. And this leads to sheepwalking. But what if we give people trust and respect and freedom? At first, it seems crazy. Too much overhead, too little predictability, too much noise and chaos. But then something happens. When you hire amazing people and give them freedom, they do amazing stuff. So step one to curing something is to give it a name. Sheepwalking. Done. Step two is for those of us that see ourselves in this mirror to realize that we can always stop. You can always claim the career you deserve merely by refusing to walk down the same path as everyone else just because everyone else is already doing it. The biggest step, though, comes from anyone who teaches or hires. Embrace non-sheep behavior. Reward it. Cherish it. We need to hurry. We need to wake up. Thank you for listening to the About Seth podcast. I hope you learned something along the way. I strongly urge you to check out more Seth Godin. You could either buy one of his books, check out one of his TED Talks, or subscribe to his daily blog. Or go to aboutseth.com.